Hello and welcome to another episode of the Deep End with Ed podcast. On this episode, we'll talk about memories that have haunted, that have hurt, or even hounded you. And hopefully we'll offer a few coping strategies to help. Now, please share this podcast with others to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Deep End with Ed. Now, before we jump into the deep end, let me offer a lifeguard tower moment. These lifeguard tower moments are things that you can do for others. Whereas at the end of each episode, we also do a coachable moment, which is something that's for you. So here's our lifeguard tower moment. I want you to call a relative or a friend whom you haven't spoken with in a while and let them know that you really miss them. I want you to reconnect with someone to encourage them as they go throughout their way. And you'd be surprised with a phone call, especially during this time of the Delta variant, the pandemic could do for someone. Now let's jump into the deep end. The Deep End. The Deep End. With Ed Robinson. The Deep End. The Deep End. Mugged by memories. Mugged by memories. That is those embarrassing, shameful, and want to get away type of moments. I don't know if you ever had those things, whether it was private or whether it was public. And you think about things that have hurt, things that have embarrassed, things that have caused you the struggle along those lines. Uh, well, that's what we're going to talk about. Mugged by memories. And we all have had them. You know, Paul said that I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. In other words, what he was saying is that I got to let go some of the things, some of the bad memories, some of the struggles, some of the hurt, some of the pain, some of the issues, some of the heartache, some of the disappointment, some of the letdown, some of the turnarounds, changes, phases, or whatever it may have been. He said, some of those things I just got to let go. Now, you know, we're talking about mugged by memories. We're talking about challenges. We're talking about episodes and issues in our life. You know, life has a way of dumping on you and even stopping you in your tracks. So let's see if we can kind of set the table for this episode. I don't know if you've ever had your credit card uh, denied. I certainly have been there a few times where, you know, you, you turn it in and next thing you know, they say, hey, bro, uh, we got a little problem here. We got a little situation. I don't know if any of you remember that commercial that was out with a little boy. You know, he was on TV and he couldn't get his pants, uh, his uh, his belt off. And so uh, he had to he had to pee pee. He had to whiz, so to speak. And he says, Mama, we got a situation. And so I don't know if you've ever been in that uh, unique, uh, odd uh, moment where you had a credit card denied situation. Or if you've ever been in a situation where you received a ticket for speeding. I remember as a kid, as a teenager coming up and driving through Compton and Linwood and South Central and other areas. And it seemed like every other week or so, or at least once a month, I was getting a ticket for speeding or rolling right or just something that was erratic and, you know, it just kind of upset you a little bit. 
And, you know, again, we're talking about, again, being mugged by memories. Or have you ever been in a situation where, you know, you may have sent a personal text to the wrong person? You know, you're talking about somebody else. You're dropping a dime on someone. You're laughing at someone. You're throwing shade and you realize, oh, man, that was not supposed to have gone to that person. This should have went to that person. It happens to us all the time. If we just keep it real, uh, you know, we all have challenges and issues along those lines. Or you've ever been in a situation where someone have thrown shade on you in a public setting or in a private setting, especially in a public setting. And it has a way of just kind of, you know, working on you and discouraging you. So, again, this is what we want to talk about. So if you've been if you experienced a credit card being denied, if you received a speeding ticket or you sent a text to the wrong person, you got caught up in a lie, you had somebody to throw shade on you or you mistakenly sent uh, a, a text or an email to the wrong person, then you've experienced what I call mugged by memories. You know, the word mug, just think about it. You know, you hear about people getting mugged, you know, being attacked or being robbed, being jumped on, being stripped of something, being embarrassed. So if you're struggling with someone or, or, or being mugged or by bad memories, just want you to know that there is hope for you. Now, I believe in always putting myself first and foremost on blast. So just imagine you and I, we're just kicking it. We're sitting on your front porch. We have our feet up. You were drinking some lemonade. It's 90 degrees outside. And, you know, uh, we're just exchanging stories. And I remember a story that happened to me when I first got married. I was a newly married uh, person, and I went out and I purchased a brand new car. And here's the issue. I didn't plan. I didn't discuss it. I didn't uh, ask uh, my wife's uh, permission or support. Your boy just went out and purchased the car. I was pretty, I was pretty, I was feeling pretty good. I went into the dealership in Long Beach and I was, uh, I was talking trash. I was talking cray cray to the guy who, the salesman and just, you know, just odd stuff. And the guy fell for it and, you know, he let me take the car. So I took the car, I'm driving home and I got to tell you, you know, there was a, a guy named uh, Frank Millender. Frank Millender was a deacon at um at the church i used to attend and uh he used to always talk about the little man that's on your shoulder and he was talking about our conscious and that little man my conscious was telling me ed you know you was wrong you know if i can say it this way i know it's not proper but you were wronger than two left shoes i knew i was wrong i knew i shouldn't have purchased the car without my wife's uh input consent but i did it anyway and so I drove the car home. I came back to Compton. I put it in the backyard. And when my wife came home, I shared with her, you know, I'm thinking like, man, hopefully she'll be all jazzed about it. And the look on her face, she didn't have to say much of anything, just kind of looked at me. And that just said it all. And that, that was my first mugged memory as it relates to the car. I just, I felt really bad. I felt like I was probably an inch tall. She didn't say a whole lot. It was a silent weekend, so to speak. Uh, and it just, you know, it just it just didn't bode well. So I drove the car to work and, you know, I was working in downtown Long Beach and my buddies, my homeboys, homegirls, they saw the car. Everybody was all jazzed about it. 
And then that that afternoon, this is a true story. I get a phone call from the, um, I guess, the finance manager at the uh, cart place. And the person said, hey, Ed, um, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Now, keeping in mind, I... I knew on one end, you know, I didn't feel good because, you know, I didn't make things right at that time with my wife. And so um, I'm talking to the finance manager and the finance manager says, Ed, uh, we got a little situation. We we have a problem. There is a challenge. There is an issue. There is something that we need to address. And we didn't figure it out until today. And basically what they told me was that my credit score was too low. They said it was so low that you got to bring the car back. And I was like, what? They said, yeah, you got to bring this car back. Now, I'm in the middle of everything. You know, my wife is not feeling, you know, me about doing this. And then my homeboys and my homegirls, I'm thinking about saving face and, you know, what I'm going to do and whatever. And I did the right thing. I took the car back. It was like a (laughs) pre-repo, you know. So I took the car back to the company and then, of course, my coworkers, they wanted to know what happened. In fact, one of my coworkers went over there with me to drop the car off. I just basically told him I'm turning the car in. I'm, you know, I don't need this car. And, you know, these folks didn't treat me right, so I'm going to show them. But they didn't know that. They were asking me, no, you need to bring this car back or else we're going to roll on you and take it from you. That is a true, honest God story. And so when I think about that, you know, I was I was mugged on two different ends. I was mugged by the fact, again, that I didn't share this with my wife and I was wrong in what I did. And so I eventually made it right. I ate humble pie. I, I, uh, I you know, apologized a million times. And eventually, you know, my wife forgave me and, you know, we made things right. And then I had to come uh, clean with some of my colleagues to let them know, hey, you know what? That car that I told you about that I turned in, uh, let's just say I was forced to bring it back. And so I was very grateful to have all of that unnecessary weight on me. And maybe you might find yourself in a situation where, you know, you have mugged memories. You may have had an addiction. And most people think of an addiction when they think only of alcohol or they think of drugs. But there's all kind of addictions. There's sex addiction. There are shopping addictions. You know, there's gambling addictions. And maybe you may have been caught up in life through one of those addictions. Or you may have had a mugged memory of having an abortion. And, you know, you feel bad, you know, 10 years later, 20 years later, five months later. Or maybe you may have been fired from a job and every time you pass by that company or every time you think about the name of the company, you feel bad about it. Or you may have got, got caught up in an affair or someone have cheated on you and you've had uh, mugged memories. Or you may have been in a situation where you have failed uh, a, a class and uh, Lord knows that I've been there uh, a few times when I was in college, and I remember, you know, being in college and being on AP, and often when I talk to youth groups and I tell them I was once on AP, and they're like, wow, man, you, this dude was smart. And then I break it down to him, and I said, no, AP was not advanced placement, but it was academic probation. And I remember being mugged by the memories of being told that if I got another occasion of a D or an F that I was going to be kicked 
kicked out of college and maybe you may have been mugged by a secret betrayal. You know, you've shared a secret, a confidential matter with uh, your homeboy, your homegirl, and they betrayed you and told someone else. Or maybe you may have been mugged by an abusive relationship. You know, you you were verbally abused. You were physically abused. You were sexually abused. And and those 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 scars just kind of, you know, wear on you and they weigh you down. Or maybe you had a failed ministry. You started a robust ministry. You're all excited about what you were doing and you just couldn't get anyone to return the calls or to show up for the events or the things you may have been doing. You may have had a bad accident, you know, whether it was a car accident, a bicycle accident, a accident, you know, uh, but, but you tripped or something. Or maybe you may have had an, uh, a family fallout. The list can go on and on and on and on as it relates to having uh, been mugged by memories. And we all have those challenges. We all have those issues. We all have those circumstances in our lives where, you know, you, you are, you're just struggling to try to make things uh, um, uh, work out for you. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, and I think about, you know, the mugged up memories, and I, I know this is going to sound odd and it's going to sound counterintuitive, but when I look back in retrospect over my life, I'm very grateful for some of those mugged memories that I had. You know, I'm very grateful that I don't have a perfect life. I'm very grateful that I am still under construction. I'm very grateful that those struggles and those challenges made me who I am today, gave me uh, more strength, gave me more confidence, gave me more of an ability to persevere through difficult times. And I just want to let somebody know that even though you may have had some mugged memories, you may have had some bad things happen to you, you may have had some issues or struggles struggles that you've gone with is par for the course. And I want you to know that you are all right. As they say, you all right, you all right, you all right, you're going to be all right. And, uh, and then now the name of the game is what do we do with those mug memories? We have a couple of ways we can look at those mug memories. We can look at it and ponder and and, 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 and uh, sit on our hands and say, you know, it is what it is and nothing could ever good come out of this situation. But yet you'd be surprised what you uh, what can come out of it. Let me go back to the example that I gave early in my life about purchasing the car with my wife. One of the key things that I learned was obviously the communications. You know, you got to communicate. You got to open up your mouth and let folks know exactly what's going on, especially those that are in your circle. This was my beloved wife and the audacity and the nerve and the boneheadedness of me to do something like that. So I learned about communication. I learned about trust, you know, the importance of of having, gaining others' trust, not you just trusting others, but at the same time, others uh, trust in me. And that 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 is really part of my core value uh, system that I operate on is by trusting, making sure that I have trust, that I'm a trustworthy individual and that individuals are trustworthy of, uh, from, uh, with me also. And then also I learned, I'm just looking at some of the lessons learned that shaped me to who I am today from my, some of my mugged uh, memories. I, I learned about... Um, 
getting myself together, you know, that is how to uh, cope with rejection. You know, when when the car people told me that, hey, you know, <laughs> you got to bring this car back, bro, or else we coming after you. And so, you know, yes, it was uh, it was an embarrassment. Yes, it was a little painful. But in the long run, I am so glad that, you know, that, that things turned out the way they did. So when I went back and discussed it further with my wife, my wife just said, Ed, just make it plain. Tell me what you're trying to do. And we started saving our nickels and quarters and dimes. And I started taking my brown bag of lunch to work. And the next thing you know, we got to the point where we were able to purchase a car. And so I was very grateful uh, for that. And then I learned how to just be honest with people, you know, with my friends who, uh, you know, were wondering and probably snickering at the time, you know, below their breath, like, man, dude had to turn his car in or whatever. I learned how to, you know, just be up front with him and tell him, you know what, man, hey, it, you know, I, I just, I wasn't ready. And so, there were some things that, again, that really worked on my behalf. And that's the same thing that I'm saying to you all. So it's just being able to keep it 100, 100 with yourself, 100 with others that you're dealing with. Uh, you don't have to try to keep up with the Joneses and try to be the big person or whatever. But really taking that situation that you're dealing with and turning it into a positive. I know that seems easier said than done, but I just want you to know that that it is something that can be done. And picking out another story of my life, when I was on academic probation, you know, it was one of the best things happened. You know, I didn't know uh, what to study when I went to college. I completed my two years of uh, general education, and now I needed to declare a major. Didn't know what I wanted to study. Didn't have any mentors. Didn't have anyone to guide or to lead or to show me the way and so forth. And I started stacking up those Ds and Fs, and I I was in the engineering field, and engineering never, ever uh, resonated with me. I only went into engineering because it was a demand occupation at that particular time. And so I, 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 I almost gave up on college just in its entirety. And then I was talking to someone, and they told me about this thing called speech communications and, and all of those things. And I started, you know, I switched over, and I started going to the class. And all of a sudden, my grades started to improve and to increase. And I was off of academic probation. Not that I was smart and not that your boy had had it all together, but I had found something, my purpose, as I talked about the, in a prior episode, I kind of found out what my niche was. I found out what my calling was. I found out what came as a passion. It came as a something, so to speak, that came easier for me. And I was very grateful uh, for that. Created some bills, had to take off uh, college for a minute, and then finally went back and finished the the, uh, the bachelor's degree and moved on accordingly. But what I learned from that experience was that, you know, that old saying, you know, uh, obstacles are only things that you see when you take your eyes off the goal. And so I had to remain focused and I had to stay in the game and I had to realize, okay, that mug memories of being on academic probation, that Ed, you have an opportunity 
to do it again. That's when I think about even no, you know, in sales, they tell you you're going to get so many no's before you get some yeses. And I think about when someone say no, uh, it's really kind of like an opportunity for me to try again later. You know, failure is not final. I just believe that it's not final. You know, some of us have failed, whether it's academically failed in a marriage, failed on our jobs, failed in um, ministry, have failed in business, have failed in all aspects of, of life, including athletics and entertainment. But it doesn't mean that that's the end of it. The, the name of the game is to go back and to look at and reexamine and figure out where can I pick up, where can I get stronger, where can I humble myself, where can I learn, what are the learnings that I can take away from this situation. And that's when I think about, again, the mugged memories. And someone on the other side of this microphone uh, knows exactly what I'm talking about. You've had some failures. You've had some defeats. You've had some discouragement. You've had some uh, uh, difficulties. You've had some overwhelmingness. You've had some anxiety and some stress and some worries and things that have just kind of knocked you flat on your back. And I just want to tell you, you can get up as long as you can get up, you have an opportunity to get going and to do something a little bit different. And that's why I'm very grateful for every day that I have here on earth to be able to uh, communicate, to be able to connect with individuals, to be able to come alongside individuals, to be able to look at uh, situations as opportunities rather than focus on the problem side of things. And opportunities are all around us. It's just for us to really see the opportunities that are before us. It's like the old adage or the old saying, you can't see the forest for the trees. And we get caught up in ourselves and caught up in individuals rather than looking at the big picture and stepping back for a moment and saying that, you know, I can do this. I I do have a purpose. I do have a plan. I do have something that I can do. Right now, as I as I as I am delving into the world of podcasting, this is new to me. I don't have it all together. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning how to find my voice. I'm learning how to converse. I'm learning how to connect. I'm learning how to talk. I'm learning all of those things. And I have and will continue to make mistakes as I do these episodes, but I'm willing to learn and to get better and better each time we do it. And so I live by, you know, what mama used to tell us all the time, the biggest room in the house is the room for improvement. So how can I improve upon what it is that I'm dealing on? How can I get better? How can I learn from the things that I'm dealing with? So again, whatever your 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 mugged memory may have been, whatever the challenge may have been, whatever the past may have been, you have an opportunity to get it right, to do it again. I want to encourage someone to go into the deep end with me, you know, get in the deep end. Uh, side of the pool, get in the deep end of the water and really kind of allow the pressure of the deep end to hold you up, to build you up, to strengthen you. You know, it's okay to start off on the shallow end, but don't stay on the shallow end of life. Metaphorically, I'm not just talking about just a swimming pool, but metaphorically, you know, don't, 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 don't be comfortable with just being mediocre. You know, some people are okay with mediocrity. Some people are okay with uh, sameness. Some people are okay 
would uh, stand shallow. So no, some, some folks don't want to put in the work. But once you put in the work, then you find out how much, you know, you have grown and how much you've developed. Think about it this way. You know, my wife used to have all kind of sayings in our house. And one of them, there was one that I would read all the time. And it says that everything's, everything seems difficult or everything seems impossible until it gets done. Think about that. It's impossible for me to graduate from high school. It's impossible to graduate from college. It's impossible to get a job. It's impossible to find the right mate. It's impossible to be successful in business. It's impossible to be a great entertainer or athlete. It's impossible to be a dynamic podcaster. It's impossible to have a robust ministry. It's impossible to lose weight. It's impossible. We have all of these impossibilities, but I want to tell you, once you start putting in the work, once you start focusing, once you start purposing your heart to do the things that you need to do, then you will find out uh, that, you know, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. You really think about all of the things, all of the obstacles and the issues and the things that may have slowed us down in the past. And now all of a sudden you find yourself at a point where, Wow, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I'm a real simple person. I live by quips, quotes, and anecdotes. And I think about things like, you know, a journey of a thousand miles. It begins with one step. I'm just going to take one step at a time uh, to get to where I need to get to. Uh, you know, uh, Rome wasn't built overnight, as they say. You know, it took a lot, you know, to get it done. Uh, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So just taking it one time, one step, one moment at a time. You know, one of my favorite uh, quotes is, life is hard by the yard, but it is a cinch by the inch when I just take it an inch at a time. So whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, whatever it is that you're dealing with, I want to encourage you to know that again, you know, you can do this. You can you can you can accomplish uh, whatever it is. I'm going to close out uh, very shortly with a story that uh, happened to me. I was it was in 2015. I was running the Camp Pendleton Mud Run, and I know that sounds crazy. It's at uh, Camp Pendleton, and and by the way, at the time of this recording, my heart goes out to those uh, Marines that was killed in uh, in Afghanistan earlier uh, today, as well as those other uh, three individuals that were with them. I think it was 10 Marines and then three other uh, service personnel. So my heart goes out to uh, those families. And so I was at Camp Pendleton, and while I was there, um, you know, it's a six-mile obstacle course. I mean, you're doing all kind of crazy things. You're climbing over six feet walls, you're climbing over 10 foot roped uh, apparatuses, you're carrying car batteries, you're uh, swimming across, uh, I would say probably a uh, oh, 100, 150 yard uh, lake. Um, so there's a lot of things that they have you doing and you're going through the mud run. And by the way, there's a fee to do that. And there's thousands of people that do that. And the last time I did it, I've, I've, I've done it a couple of times. And the last time that I did it in 2015, I was like, oh, probably less than, 
I want to say probably oh maybe 300 yards from finishing and maybe maybe more like 200 yards from finishing and I was spent I was I was just I was mugged by the memories like man what was I thinking Ed you tripping man you know why are you doing this and there was a voice that was in the stand and the voice says Ed you can do it and I looked up and like who is that guy named Alan Lee Puckett, my friend, my homeboy, Tillman Puckett's son. And, and Puckett was there with his girl, and uh, he, had, he had recognized me, and he told me, you can do it. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like the Matrix. I got all of this energy, got all of this power, got all of this strength, and I just continued to just press forward with courage until I got across the finish line, and I thanked Alan for that. And if Alan is listening to this podcast, I just want to say, you know, I'm snapping my fingers to say, hey, thank you, bro. I appreciate you. And so uh, I'm very grateful because uh, what I had to do is my coachable moment is that I had to develop. Here's the coachable moment. The coachable moment is something that I want you to do. So I had to develop what I call a short memory, a short memory. A short memory is like an athlete who makes a mistake in in the competition, in the heat of the game or the heat of the competition, and they quickly forget about it and they get ready for the next play or the next activity. That's what I want you to do for your coachable moment. I want you to develop what I call a short memory, not a short term, but just a short memory. In other words, what I'm saying is trying to forget about the negative memory that you just experienced and just kind of like, you know what, I'm over it. I'm going to move forward. It might be someone cutting you off in traffic. It might be your credit card was denied. It might be that you didn't get a, a call back on the job or you didn't get the apartment or the house that you wanted to get. You didn't get, uh, you know, uh, uh, moving forward with uh, uh, your ministry. Your business is not, you know, uh, was rejected. The request for proposal, whatever it may be, I'm urging you to try to forget about it and don't dwell on the negatives. As a matter of fact, what I want you to do is take it a step further. I want you to write down a positive memory and then reflect on it throughout the week to encourage yourself. It's so easy to dwell on the negative. It don't take a lot of energy to do that. And I think most of us know, we know folks that who, who have done that. But I'm asking you to just try to really kind of shift your mind, so to speak. Look at it from a whole different perspective. And then just go back and just think of a positive memory, whatever it may have been. It may have been positive going to the beach, getting some ice cream, it may, whatever. You can go on and on and on. Think about a positive memory in your life. Write it down. I want you to write it down and then reflect on it throughout the week. You'd be surprised what happens when we start feeding ourselves more of the positive things. You know that old adage, you are what you eat. Not only what you eat physically, but also what you eat uh, when, theoretically and when you when you think about things, how it impacts you uh, from from the inside out. So that's what I want to encourage you to do. I'm very grateful again for those who have helped me along the way. I'm, I appreciate my production team, Austin Roach and Nicole Robinson and Dr. Danielle uh, Robinson Jenkins, who have been helping me behind the scenes. I'm very grateful for 
uh, all of those of you who have been listening and tuning in, and I thank you for your encouragement. I've been getting feedback from individuals uh, as to what you know they appreciate about it, and I'm very grateful for those of you who have been giving us feedback and encouraging us. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can do things that uh, will you know we can can help. Uh, you along those lines. And so uh, I'm very appreciative of that. Just want to encourage you to share this um, podcast with others. You can follow us on both the gram as well as uh, Facebook, Instagram or Facebook at Deep End with Ed. And uh, tell a friend, share this podcast with someone. Hopefully it would help someone else, especially someone who might be dealing with mugged memories or other issues or challenges that they're dealing with. That's our whole goal is to provide inspiration. And I want you to know that the uh, Deep End with Ed podcast is a Beyond the Mask Conversations production. So again, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at uh, Deep End with Ed. Until we meet again, I look forward to chatting with you and uh, connecting with you. And I'm very grateful. And God bless you. Thank you. The deep